You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd in 10. I'm your host, Jake Fertinsky, joined by my co-host, Kevin Fertinsky, right beside me. And we are pumped. That was quite a week. I mean, coming into the game, there I don't know if it was disrespect for the Bills, but there was a little too much hype, a little too much respect towards the Dolphins, and we put them in their place. I think it needs to be noted that everyone was reigning the Dolphins the best team in the NFL. They were the number one power-ranked team. Tua Tagovailoa was the number one power-ranked quarterback and they played three middle of the road teams at best they played the denver broncos who they beat 70 to 20 and i get it it's 70 points but it was against the denver broncos the denver broncos are one of the two worst teams them and the bears are the two worst teams in the nfl by quite a margin they beat the new england patriots who are not very good. They're not terrible, but they're certainly not like a good playoff team. And who's the third? They beat the Chargers, who have a horrific defense. So, again, I'm not saying they don't have a good team. I'm not saying they don't have a good offense, but this idea that they have some amazing team, I think, is is pretty obvious at this point. But on the flip side, the Buffalo Bills. Look, after week one, I think a lot of us had some concerns as to what exactly we were. And then we bounced back. We smashed the Raiders. We go and we smash the Commanders. And then we go and squish and then smash the Dolphins. So that was hell of three weeks. Josh Allen has gotten better every week. I, I do think there is a silver lining to losing to the Jets. I think we smartened up. Josh definitely smartened up since that point. And of course, Josh Allen put on the, the greatest game he's ever played. Even greater than his playoff game against Kansas City. I mean, statistically, he was perfect. He had a passer rating of 158.3. The fact of the matter is he had more touchdowns than incompletions. <laughs> I mean, you can't ask for more. The, the team across the board played a hell of a game. And you better believe the Bills are for real. They are a contender. And Josh Allen is elite. And guess what Tua Tungavailoa is? Not elite. I got to talk a little bit about some of the negatives. I'll probably let Kev jump in on that as well. Really, I shouldn't even say negatives. There was one negative out of that game. The Bills and the Bills fans... And, and really, NFL fans lost a great player in Tredavious White. He's done for the season, torn Achilles. They didn't specify how bad the tear is, but it's not really relevant. It's a torn Achilles. It means he's out for the season, and who knows what we will see in Trey White come next year. All I know is the Buffalo Bills need to find some answers in the back because you got Christian Benford, who's looked okay. You have Dane Jackson, who we know what Dane Jackson is. I, I don't really need to go down that road. He's not a very good player, but maybe he can mix in there. 
And you have Kyrie Elam, a former first round pick who we had very high expectations for, but he's been clearly not as good as the team would have liked. Clearly there's some inconsistencies in his practice. I think it's going to come down to work ethic. I do think there's something wrong with Kyrie Elam in terms of work ethic. And I think this, this whole idea of scratching him, healthy scratch, you know, making him inactive has almost been like a, a, a reminder to him that he needs to play hard. He needs to practice harder if he wants to play. Of course, he's going to get activated, but I, I'm I'm very concerned about this, about the defensive backs moving forward. Kev, any solutions? Like what exactly do the Buffalo Bills do at this point? Now, I don't want this to take over the show because we know how good the Bills are, even without White. But it's certainly a concern moving forward. That was super upsetting. Although we we really have to enjoy that win because that was pretty awesome. Um, a pretty stress-free game, you know, other than the Dolphins coming out and scoring two touchdowns in their first two drives. Honestly, one of them, he should have been picked off early when, you know, it kind of turned around Terrell Bernard and I thought he was going to pick it off on that first drive. And, you know, that would have, that would have been a heck of a start, but, but either way, it was basically a party all game long. We, you can hear it from the crowd. Even Sean McDermott commented that it sounded like, you know, a freight train coming by basically like a, like a plane coming, coming by the stadium all game, how loud it was. And you could tell, and in me as a Bill fan, we felt like we had a chip on our shoulders going into that game because everyone's hyping up the Dolphins. Before the season, everybody's hyping up the Jets, everyone overlooking the Bills, which again, I think is a good thing for the Bills. I think last year there was so much pressure on the Bills and we came out of the gate strong. And then it just sort of came crashing down, you know, one piece at a time with Von Miller the Darmar Hamlin situation, and let's hope it's not going to happen again. To me, the Trey White loss, it's devastating, but it's not, it doesn't have to define our season. We still have Josh Allen. We still have Stephon Diggs. We still have Deion Dawkins. We still have Dalton Kincaid. This team is predicated on our offense competing at a very high level. We are, to, in my opinion, the number one offense in the league. Right at this current moment, we're technically number two because Miami put up a million points against garbage teams. But I think by the end of the season, the hope is that we are the number one offense and let us outscore people. You know, our defense looks absolutely fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But again, I want us to be a team that can flat out outscore people no matter what our defense is doing and I think we have the pieces to be able to do that and as for Kair Elam I think they got to play him he has a much higher ceiling than Dane Jackson like you said Jake we've seen what Dane Jackson can do he's basically Levi Wallace 2.0 the guy is a middle of the road cornerback he cannot take upper-level receivers one-on-one. -on -one. 
He gets beat routinely. He gets picked on by the really good quarterbacks working to really good receivers. He gets picked on. Kair Elam has the ability to keep up with those receivers. He's tall. He's fast. Let him learn how to play. The coaching staff has not really given him a chance. I understand, you know, he's been a little bit up and down. You know, he's made some mistakes. He's taken some penalties. But at some point, you have to give him an extended look. I don't feel like we've given him enough of a chance to take that starting position. I don't think we gave him enough of a chance last year. And we certainly haven't given him any chance this year. I don't care about practice. I don't care about preseason. I want to see him go up against top receivers for a month, for two months. Let's see if he can play. If he can't, go with the safe bet. Go with Dane Jackson. Go get a go get a veteran guy to compete. But right now, you're one month into the season. You just lost your all-pro corner. Your only possible replacement to get even close to replacement to Trey Wright is Kyer Elam. Benford, he's fine. He doesn't have he's not that tall. He's not that fast. I think he can be decent. We've seen him be decent, but I don't know if he can be elite. I think Kyer Elam can be elite. You drafted him in the first round. His fundamentals haven't changed. He still has really high end speed, ideal height for a corner. We saw him high point interceptions last year. He had a great interception in the playoffs. The highest ceiling, you got to get him in there. You let Tremaine Edmonds, who you were obsessed with for five years, you thought he would break out. You kept playing him game after game after game, and he basically stunk, and they kept playing him. And then Kyer Elam, he has those same abilities, but you're not giving him a chance. I think they got to play him, see who he is. This is the time. You have three more months or more than three months left in the season. You have time to tinker with this defense. He has the highest potential. Put him in. It's a tricky situation. I, I think that the for whatever reason, they've had their issues with him, but they have to move past it. He had plenty of good games. He's proven to me, at least on the field game day, that he deserves to play. I still think he's better than Dane Jackson. I think that he brings a lot more skill to the position. And quite frankly, it, the rest, the other options are not particularly good. I want to talk a little bit about someone's comment here because someone. Chiefs are better, says that the Chiefs are still beating you in the playoffs, by the way. Well, look, let's not look that far into the future. Right now, the goal is to keep winning and go to the playoffs. I hate to break it to you, Chiefs are better, but and and I I don't really like to go down this road too much. But 13 seconds. If the Buffalo Bills handle their business with 13 seconds. The Bills are in the Super Bowl. And actually, due to a, I would call, unfair rule, we did not get to touch the ball in overtime. So I would argue that due to a coin flip, the Buffalo Bills lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. But doesn't matter. 
It's a new year. The idea that we've lost to them in the playoffs doesn't mean this year. Every year is different. Guess what? The Cincinnati Bengals were a great team last year. This year, I don't think I'm crazy to say they're a dumpster fire. I don't think they're very good. Joe Burrow's obviously hurt, but even hurt, he 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 looks atrocious. He doesn't look like a top-tier quarterback at this point. So this idea that like the Bills lost to the Chiefs doesn't mean they'll lose to them again. The Bills also beat the Chiefs during the season last year. Doesn't mean anything. The point here is you go to the playoffs and you do the best you can. And the fact of the matter is, say whatever you want about Mahomes. He looked pretty bad yesterday. He had some big plays, but overall, I wouldn't say he looked particularly good. So I would say right now, the Jets are owning Mahomes and Josh Allen because the Chiefs may have won, but it was by the skin of their teeth. And thankfully, Taylor Swift was able to come in and save the day because I think they would have been in big trouble if Taylor Swift wasn't there. And the refs gave them a couple uh, gifts near the end there. Yeah, they're let's talk about that made-up holding call. And their wide receivers look like a dumpster fire at the moment. The Chiefs have non-existent wide receivers, which is going to be a problem come playoff time for them. And it's going to be big come that time for the Bills to not have that threat at receiver. So. Let's also talk a little bit about the running game because that's a piece that is much improved from last season. I don't think yesterday's game is the greatest example because our run game wasn't so strong. But then again, Josh Allen was moving the ball pretty well through the air. But this Buffalo Bills running game is about as good as I can remember since LaShawn McCoy. It's been quite a few years since the Buffalo Bills had a run game this impressive. I do think, I want to talk about unsung heroes, Kev. Here you go. I, I'm going to start with the first one. Latavius Murray. That guy is a game changer. A physical running back who can get the yards, the hard yards that we used to struggle with. Third and one, third and two. I'm not concerned at all anymore. Whether we're throwing the ball or we're running the ball. I mean, even with Cook, he's able to get it. But Latavius Murray, it's it's almost a guarantee with him that you're getting a yard or two. So that's something that I just think we haven't had in quite some time. And to me, he's an unsung hero. He's one of those guys that he is making this team run the way it's running. He has really made a big difference. For those of you who didn't even realize, he started as the third string running back and he has become the clear-cut backup and he's getting big opportunities. These aren't just like end-of-the-game snaps. He's getting real quality snaps. He had a great catch and I think he ended up running for almost 20 yards after contact. And you got to be impressed with a guy like Latavius Murray. Have you got any unsung heroes? Yeah, I almost want to say the entire O-line. But guys mentioned, you know, Deion Dawkins has been amazing this year. Osiris Torrance, the, first, the our second-round rookie, has been terrific. Mitch Morris is having a big bounce back here. Even Spencer Brown has been better lately. But the guy I'd like to mention is Connor McGovern, our new left guard. Haven't noticed him in the games. Haven't heard anyone mention his name. Not announcers, not Bills beat reporters. Nobody has mentioned him 
at all. I have not seen him beat once all season. Okay, this guy has looked terrific. This is a really underrated signing in the offseason. Because if you remember last year, our left guard absolutely stunk. I don't even remember his name. He was so bad. But he was getting blown by on almost every play. He was getting absolutely destroyed. And Connor McGovern has come in here and completely shored up that position. It has been no issues at all. We seem to be able to run the ball really well to the left side. So I think he's run blocking great. He's definitely doing excellent in pass protection. And it's basically changed our offense as a whole to be able to block for our running backs, which was has been a major issue for years. And Josh Allen is basically having tons of time to work back there. So, so here are the statistics for McGovern. Interesting. I mean, yeah, he's he's been impressive. He doesn't have one single penalty all season so far, and he's given up one sack. You've got to be pleased with that. And that's with a Bills line that struggled to protect Josh. And yes, Josh often, you know, likes to run around and make moves, but he really hasn't been under crazy pressure this season. And you gotta believe it has to do with the two guard they added. Yeah. It it's just it has to. Osiris Torrance to me looks like an absolute home run in the second round. And the McGovern signing also right now is looking like an absolute home run. I mean, a very under the radar signing that's just working out great. Um one other Torrance not hasn't given up a sack all year. There you go. So, some of it's pressures too, but I mean those two guys have completely transformed our guard play from last year where it was just a major, major problem the whole season. I mean, Ryan Bates is clearly not the answer at guard. And then um, obviously he's a backup and maybe he could be, maybe he could be a decent center, but he's clearly not the answer at guard. And they're, they're, they're definitely helping Spencer Brown out with the two tight end sets which is something they should continue to do all season. Really, as long as you protect Josh Allen, you don't need extra guys running routes. You just need to give him more time to find the guys that are open. That is the key to our offense. Also having a running game transforms the offense because the defense doesn't know what to expect. In previous years, our entire offense was Josh Allen. That hasn't been an issue this season outside of the Jets game. The Jets game, they made us one-dimensional, and it was a big problem. But we talked about it before. Flush the tape. Other teams don't have the defense the Jets have. It shouldn't be an issue going forward. The Jets gave the Chiefs fits too, okay? The Kansas City Chiefs are one of the most prolific offenses the NFL has ever seen. One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time already. And they struggled against the New York Jets defense. They have a great defense. I hate to say it. I hate to admit it, but they do. They have an amazing defense. They're not going to the playoffs, so I don't care. Unfortunately, their offense is terrible. Zach Wilson is not a professional quarterback. Even with some of the plays he made yesterday, it's it's 
he's just not it, and that's okay. But yeah, the, the Jets defense is clearly for real, and fortunately, we won't have to deal with them in the playoffs. That's they're as good of a defense as the Bills will play for the rest of the season, including playoffs. The Bills will not play a better defense than the well. I shouldn't say that they could play the 49ers and like, you know, the, the 49ers defense is probably pretty comparable, but that's about it. The next defense that I can think of is the Buffalo Bills and Bernard. I mean, that guy is just everywhere. I had so much concern going into the season about the linebacker position, not because we lost Tremaine Edmonds. I never liked him, but because I didn't really think we had a guy who could play. and you better believe Bernard is the real deal. I mean, we're a month into the season and it's not a question of, oh, have we gotten worse? Or, oh, oh, are we just hanging on? Bernard is infinitely better than Tremaine Edmonds ever was. And Tremaine Edmonds made the Pro Bowl multiple times. And look, some of that is playing with Milano, but Tremaine Edmonds also played with Matt Milano and also played with Micah Hyde and also played with Tredavis White and also played with Jordan Poyer and everyone else. Let's talk a little bit about the defensive line. This defensive line is as good as the defensive line was when we had Mario Williams. There was one year with Mario, one of the years, where our defensive line was so dominant, they were taking over games. They are doing that again. They took over the game against the Raiders. They took over the game against the Commanders. And they took over the game against the Dolphins. In all of those games, there was one consistent piece. Every single quarterback was constantly under pressure, even without sending the blitz. Without Vaughn Miller. Without Vaughn Miller. Like, that's the key piece here, is that not only are they already an elite defensive line, they're missing their best player on the defensive line. Injuries happen. Other guys could get hurt. You're bringing back Vaughn Miller. At the very least, your deep defensive line gets even deeper. But then becomes the question of if you have this great D-line, if you have now great linebackers, statistically they've been great, you have great safeties, how do you fix that one hole? Going into the season, we didn't look at the, at the cornerback position really as a hole per se. Now there's a bit of a hole. Not a gaping hole, but there's a hole. Once you fill that, maybe you do have one of the, if not the best defense in the NFL. You have a top three defense in the NFL. You go from top to bottom. And now really, you're looking at Ed Oliver having an absolute breakout season. Finally, we've been waiting for it for the last four years and it didn't happen. But to me, he looks like he's finally having that breakout season. He is everywhere. He's getting through into the backfield. He's... He's doing his dance. I love I love I love when he rides the horse. It's great. And he just he's he's everywhere. Him and Rousseau as well is having an absolute breakout. Who? Aaron Donald's twin? Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Aaron Donald's twin. No, they're they look the the two of them are finally looking like the first round picks we hope they would be. Rousseau has shown flashes and Oliver has shown flashes. The two of them seem to be putting it all together this season this season beside Daquan Jones, who has been an absolute revelation there. I, I mean, he's been good in prior seasons, but he looks unbelievable so far this year. He's been in the backfield all game. Him and Ed Oliver have just been terrors in the middle of our defense. It's been awesome to watch. Certainly the most complete Bills team 
we've probably ever seen. I would say the only piece on offense that I would love to see, not that we don't have it. I think we have it. I just haven't seen it yet is that consistent secondary tertiary options at the receiving position. We've seen that Dalton Kincaid is very reliable. Every time he's targeted, he basically catches it. I think he has one drop all season, and that drop was a very difficult catch in the end zone. Outside of that, he's looked super consistent. Can't say the same about Dawson Knox, but it's okay. We have Dalton Knox. We have Dalton Kincaid. You have Gabe Davis, who's had flashes this year. He looks better than he did last year, but I still don't quite see the consistency. Deontay Hardy, you know, maybe he's not getting open all the time. Again, he's, he's doing what he can, but I would like to see a little more dimension in the receiving position because we're still very heavily reliant on Stefan Diggs. So I would love to see a little more there. But outside of that, I mean, you got to be pleased with this Buffalo Bills team going in, going to London, England, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're riding high right now. And I would say we're taking on the Jaguars at the perfect time. I don't think they've completely figured it out yet. I think they're going to be a good team. I don't think they have it figured out yet. I think Trevor Lawrence is having a bit of a slower start than I think a lot of people would have expected. So I think this is a really good opportunity. I want to talk a little bit about a disadvantage to coming into this game, and it relates to travel. The Jaguars, they've been in London all week. They just played. They have the whole week there. I get that they're now playing in a different stadium. They're going to be playing at Tottenham instead of Wembley. So they're playing in Wembley and they're playing at Tottenham. So slightly different. Maybe they don't have that advantage in terms of stadium, but they're very acquainted with the time and everything. So there's a little bit of a disadvantage for the Bills, but the Buffalo Bills are a much better team than the Jacksonville Jaguars. So to me, you need to just keep Trevor Lawrence guessing because he's had a slow start because he's maybe not 100% sure of himself right now. I think if you maintain that pressure the way we have on every team, then I think you're that's probably the blueprint to winning this game. I think if you do that, I don't think the Jaguars have anything else that's that impressive. They don't have an unbelievable run game. They don't have they have a good D but not a great D. They don't have great receivers. They kind of have okay receivers. So I feel like you're you're playing against a team that hasn't really got it figured out yet. Does that does that feel reasonable, Kev? Going into this game, just do what you do best. Pressure the quarterback and protect Josh Allen. Those are my keys to the game. I mean, it's not that it's not that tricky, you know. I think we're a much better team, but I do think if you don't play well, you'll lose. That is how the NFL works. If you get beat on the defensive and offensive lines, then that's how you lose to inferior opponents. That's what happens to the Bills when they lose to inferior opponents. That's what happened in week one. Our O-line got trashed in week one, and our D-line wasn't able to stop the run. That's why we lost. I think that's how you lose this game if you're not able to control what we've been controlling the last three games. I do like that you brought up, you know, playing in London. Does that you know, put us at a disadvantage that they've been there all week. Maybe it certainly is, could be a factor in the game, but let's hope 
that we come into this game focused and take care of our business against a team that's decent, but not great. And statistically, just looking at some of their top players, Trevor Lawrence, he's got 940 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, 89 passer rating. So he really has had a slow start. Of course, Josh Allen's been great with a 106.7 passer rating. You got Travis Etienne again. Like I said, he, he hasn't been particularly good. 3.77 yards per carry versus Cook, who's obviously been dynamite. 5.29. You got Calvin Ridley, who's their top receiver. He has three drops already this year. He only has a 200 yards. That's their top receiver. So I just think that this is a really good matchup for the Bills. I mean, if it was in Jacksonville or it was in Buffalo, to me it would be a no-brainer. But because it's in London, it makes things a little more interesting going on the road that far. But honestly, I think it's it's a really good matchup for the Bills. I think the Bills are going to they're going to come out with the win. I don't know if they're going to dominate the way they have the last couple of weeks, I, I do think Jacksonville is going to give them a run for their money. They're a very well-coached team, but I do see it being a, a, a pretty good win. I'm going to go with a game prediction here. 31-17. Pretty big win. I'm thinking along those same lines, and then I hear your score prediction, and I got to change it up. So, you know what? I, I think we're going to win. I, I Again, I think we're also going to win by at least a touchdown. I'm going to say, I'm going to say like 34-21. to 21. Maybe they get a few few extra points because... But they could be garbage time points. Yeah, too, like right? that's very possible. Time difference could affect us. But I think easily this could also be a blowout. Watch the Atlanta game. Um, they played Atlanta this past week. And yeah, they, they kind of blew them out. But Ritter and the Falcons looked brutal. It's hard to say that Jacksonville is really, like you said, they're not firing on all cylinders. Trevor Lawrence has not looked that much better than Joe Burrow this year, who's been atrocious. So if we can stop the run and make them one-dimensional and get to Lawrence, I think this could be this could get out of hand quickly. But I'll say 34-21. Yeah, we'll take it. All right, well, we will speak to you all next week. Go Bills. Go Bills. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.